Hello, hello, good morning, afternoon, depending on where you are right now. You, you have a different view this morning because it's Coach Tanya plus an amazing woman of God, a friend, a servant leader. My sister Felice Kelly Gilliam is the guest host this weekend helping us share this show. Um, Sister Benicia is being poured into. You guys know we always talk about getting poured into. And an opportunity came up for her. And so she, look, Sister Felice was more than happy to step up. Welcome, sis. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Tanya. You know, anytime I get an opportunity to hang out with my big sis, I'm all the way in. So thank you so much for just thinking of me. I know I have some huge shoes to fill, child, uh, because yeah. Coach Benicia is something amazing. But we are going to do our best. And our guests today definitely are going to make it easy because they are so wonderful to work with. Oh, yes, they are. But I'm going to tell you, I don't take it lightly that you are sitting. I mean, visually, you are across from me. Spiritually, we are locked arms. It's like Always. ever since we met. Right. Always. And when I say servant leader, I say it not so casually because that is, to me, I mean, it just oozes from you. I know a signature thing from you, and it's going to be all about you for a minute. So just, just sit still and, and take it in, right? Because you are one of the best compassionate professional women that I know. Um, you know, so servant leader just suits you. You're a number one best-selling author. We did it together. Yay! We did that together, girl. Yes, we did. <laughs> amazing current chair. I know that's right. We lined up with the right. She she has brought so many extraordinary oh. people to my life. I don't know about you. I'm telling but, you. Mm-hmm. She she's she's the best. And um and and where every corner you turn, like everybody knows current, right? So right. It, it's it's powerful to be linked with such amazing, yes, amazing is. people. And it's because of her that you and I are linked. And it's because of her that we're linked with uh, one side and then the other side of this dynamic power yes, couple. Yes, yes. So I can't wait to jump in. Um, I do want to let everybody know what you do, though, because I'm prior military. A lot of people don't know that. I spent over 10 and a half years in the Army Reserve, and two of those years were active duty on TDY. And so I know the life of a military person. People say they call me a veteran, but to me, the people that have actually, you know, served full time over the time that I have, I get yelled at all the time for taking that title from myself, but I just know it. so many that um, they're, they're just quintessential veterans and one of our guests is today, but the work that you do, I want to make sure I mention it because you are the executive director for the USO Gulf Coast, right? Oh, yeah. And yes. and that's a nonprofit agency dedicated to keeping service members connected to their family, their home, the country. 
um, throughout their time of service to the con to the entire country. So I just want to say thank you and kudos to you for being the underbearing um, for all of us. You know, I, I just think that's so awesome. And, and it figures because of the passionate mm -hmm. person that you are. Well, thank, so, you. thank you. I, it's so easy. You know, the work that I do is so easy. When you are working with our nation's military, there's no better population, you know, than those that are giving their lives, them and their families. You know, I try to never take away from the families because the sacrifice is of the whole family, not just the one that's serving. Everyone in that family is committing the mm -hmm. ultimate sacrifice for us and for our country. And I personally could not be the one to sign the paper. You know, I'll be honest about that. I'm just way yeah. too chicken to actually be the one to <laughs> sign the paper. So for me, it's just such an honor to be able to serve them every single day. And even when days get stressful or get hard, because of course I'm doing fundraising and so many things to just make sure that the operation stays afloat. There's not a day that goes by that you don't feel good about the work that you do and the people that you are helping. So, yes, the USO is an amazing organization. I'm so proud to be aligned with. Girl, they, they lucky. They lucky to have <laughs> you. So I guess we better stop keeping, you know, people in suspense yes, that they already right, know. Right. But just to hear the voices and see, you know what? I'm not going to say it annoys me, but I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to be straight transparent. They are just too fine, the two of them. They just, let me tell what you. is that about? Like, me, they make you want to get in the gym. Not you only do they make you want to look at your spiritual health, but just your physical health. I mean, there I is know. not a more beautiful couple that I know that I have better friends right I'm now. Saying. They are just absolutely amazing. Their energy together is amazing. Mm -hmm. They look amazing together. You can tell the seeds that God was planting when he was putting the two of them together. Just mm -hmm. amazing. I cannot wait. I tell Dr. Yolanda this all the time. I cannot wait to see all of the wonderful things that God has in store for them because this is just the beginning. Like, I know they're coming they, out the street. They've dated for a while, and you know, they just recently came all the way, all the way on the scene. We'll let them talk about that <laughs> later. But this is still just the beginning, you know. So I can't wait to see five, 10, 20 years from now. They're about to rock the world. Shake yes, girl. Look, I know there's this yacht trip that I talk about all the time off the coast of Spain, and there's certain people that are going to be on that yacht with me. That's right. With a glass of kava in their hand. For those of y'all that don't know, that's what that's what the Spaniards call that's champagne. Okay, so we might have to get the version of it that you know may not be that strong. But <laughs> guess what? They gonna be on the yacht. I see Dr. Yolanda in her big hat already with her sunglasses. Okay. So they're gonna be on the yacht. So I'm gonna bring them on the screen. But let me tell you a little bit first about this dynamic couple. First of all, Dr. Yolanda is also a best-selling author. I call her the queen of empowerment, right? Yeah. You, you know, maybe some other people call her that, but when I stepped on the scene, I'm an empowerment coach. And I was like, look, there's somebody I can look to to emulate this actually. And I don't mean no harm when I say this, Felice. They actually care about a sister. That's right. It's not just, it's, you know what I mean? It's That's not right. the blah, blah. 
you know, you could feel it. You could feel her heart. And so when I first met her, I was like, oh my God, I, I said, Benicia, she got to be on the show. She's so real. You know, I just want to have her around me. And then it happened. Right. So I, I'm just so gracious. She's, she's a business guru, CEO and founder of the Empowerment Solutions, YJ Empowerment Solutions. And she, because of who she is, she's well-equipped to push people yes, through and past their traumas, you know, and I, and I probably left a, bu a bunch of stuff out because they have all this stuff in the shoot already. Right. They came out swinging y'all. Blazing. They could have just said, we just seen each other. No, they came out dukes up. Right, right. You know, and so I want to bring on the screen first this beautiful lady, sister of us both. Yes, she is yes. a rock star, Dr. Yolanda Jerry. Come on up here, Dr. Yolanda. Talk to us this morning. What is going on with you? Welcome to Arise and Welcome. Shine. Um, You got to come off mute. I have to, I have to come off mute. I do it every time. But look, I am excited <laughs> about being here with you ladies. Look, I love both of you all very much. And I love just being connected to you all. Um, I'm excited about what we're going to be sharing today. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be toot my horn about my bae. That's going to be coming up on, hey. this, on this stage. I'm just right. saying. <laughs> that's why I brought you up first. Because I don't think I could do the bio, I'm going to do the, the basics, but can't nobody talk about him but like you and Jesus, okay? That's so right. I, I'm not even try it. But let me ask you this. I want to ask you this question before he gets here so he, he don't influence your answer. But if you could pick one thing about the past of Frank Henderson that drew you to him, what would that be? Mm. Mm. That drew me to him? Yes, ma'am. You talking about before I That's spoke it. to him? Before I spoke to him, what drew me to him before he even opened his mouth? Or you talking about after he opened his mouth? Look, I'm going to give you yes. the before and I'm going to give you the after. So okay. what, drew, what drew me to him initially, I'm just going to say, I mean, he's a chocolate, handsome looking young man. And look, it's oh, all about that, that beard, that gray and that beard, Jesus, Lord, Lord. Get out of the flesh, Yolanda. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we love you, okay? Yes. But I mean, he's just, he has beautiful skin and that beard just does something to me. So now if I was to shift over to what drew him to me when he started speaking, it's just the humility in him mm. and the calmness and the peace. But let me tell you, he a lion too now. I'm just going to put that up there. <laughs> he's right. a lion too when it's time, but he's just, um, he's just a wonderful man of God. I mean, just powerful. You know how they say, you know, the power of a praying woman. Well, let me tell you, I have the power of a praying man in this one right here. And I'm glad to say that he is my bae, my future husband. To be Amen. Come on, come on, come on. Well, I'm going to tell you the uh, the official stuff. And then we're going to bring him on up because he's waiting in the wings. I'm sure he has something to say already. 
something already to say. And I love what Carl put in the comments. He said, I'm going to need y'all to keep it godly. Okay. Keep it godly. <laughs> okay. Frank Henderson is a man of many talents and skills. He is, he fares from Rocky Mount, North Carolina. I believe that's not too far from me. Mm -mm. Go Rocky Mount. And influenced by the leaders of his city that allowed him to hone his speaking and preaching skills under the leadership of Bishop R.T. McCarter and the Morning Star Church of Christ family. Now, growing up without a father figure, he's going to probably talk to some of that today. Um, really, I would say maybe the right word is chiseled how he is the man that he is today because of some of the journeys and the paths that he had to walk to get to where he is. At the age of 15, 1982, Frank gave his life to Christ. He began a journey of self-discovery, began to be awakened to the things he was born to do, not from his point of view, but from heaven's point of view. Some of us wait until we in our Woo, later years to figure that out, right? Started out as a songwriter and singer. I'm going to need you to drop a note. So go ahead and get your tea, Brother Frank, because just don't don't be surprised. All right? now, if you get him to sing, you know, I'm, I'm going to be like, look, how he can get all these other women to sing for him? I can't get a whole song. <laughs> okay, keep going. I'm starting up trouble already, Felice. Look, look. So, mm-mm. The church planter, that we're going to talk about because that is something that you have been doing over the past 20 years. You've planted churches in cities all across North Carolina. Mm -hmm. You know, and people may know you for different things. He's a singer. He's the preacher. He's the bay, the official bay. Huh. He is the church planter. Uh, but he planted his last church in March of 2022 in a town where it all began for him in Rocky Mount. He has always been bivocational and supported himself and his family through his work as a financial professional. Till skills and talents, what a list, right? right. So I'm bringing him yes. up now because he can tell you what to do with your money. He can tell you how to walk in faith. He can tell you how, what is, what, what is the sis? How to walk past hell. We're going to talk about that, too. Oh, yes. Right? And um, for the brothers that are watching, he could tell you how to land a woman like Dr. Yolanda okay. Jerry. I mean, come and on now. And keep her. And keep come her. Hey, <laughs> that's right. And keep her. Amen. Let me bring up this wonderful man of God and the part two to the whole part. Here he come right now, Pastor Frank Henderson. Hey, hey, hey. Frank. Welcome to doing? the room, brother. Welcome. So honored to have you with us. Glad yes. to be here. Honored to be here. Yes. Incredible. Yes. This is great. See, look, Felice, I'm still, they in a different background set. I'm still struck. I'm like. Right, right. So they, cute. You can see the God in them both. And then mm -hmm. when they align together, it's just a beautiful thing. A beautiful thing. Really I, I can I can see it. Don't worry. I can see it. I can see you blush it. <laughs> oh 
I want to say good morning. Well, good afternoon. And um, I don't know if you see the comments, Felice, but we have a lot of folks in the house. Um, I just want to give a shout out to, uh, we have Tracy in here. Hey, Reagan. Reagan's in the house. We have Brenda, Young, and Jonathan is in the house. Lee Wright, Carl Jones, Senior. And oh my goodness, we have people dropping. Bishop listening. Carl Jones, that's my uncle. Bishop Carl Jones. Oh, he told us. He made it clear. He said, That's my niece, y'all. Come on, always yeah. Bishop and always uncle. My apologies, sir. Honored to have you in the room. So, yes, this is going to be good. I'm going to need you guys to share this everywhere because we're going to have some real talk and conversation. You know, it's Domestic Violence Month, although that's a conversation that we should be having all year. That's right. That's it's right. Breast Cancer Awareness Month, you know. So th there's a lot going on. But above all, we're talking about love on this episode. We're talking about that love is not any of those bad things and that love is a good thing. Love is a God thing. And so I want us to share from what this power couple bringing their forces together. I'm so excited, like Felice said, about what is to come. They've already started. So Felice, if you want to honor us and ask Pastor Henderson a question, That'll make him blush. I would really appreciate it. <laughs> Let's kick this thing off, right? Listen, I'm gonna make him blush by oh. asking his woman a question because oh. I know just her voice alone uh, probably makes him blush. But I was thinking when Yolanda was speaking about uh, just how initially, of course, she was brought to him by how handsome he was, his beard, and all the physical attributes. And then who he was and what he had to say aligned with that perfectly. And that really resonated with me because I've been married, you know, for a long time now. But I can remember back when you're single and you see somebody and they're attractive and you're like, hmm, okay. And then they open their mouth and you're like, okay. <laughs> you know, it just does not, it just does not align with what you as a woman of God you want to see for your yourself uh in their conversation is not right what, you know it's uplifting for who you are so as a woman is especially a christian woman what does that do to you yolanda at this stage in your life to be able to have somebody that can not only feel physically feel your eye of what you want to see physically but also mentally and spiritually be able to guide you and uplift you as well so good great question well let me go and get them blushing right now <laughs> <laughs> well look felice to answer your question first of all i'm just going to come straight out and just shoot and say he is every bit of who he say he is when it comes to you know, being a man of God, let me tell you, I done been through some stuff. I done went past hell a couple of times in my life. And, you know, I was very specific in my prayer when I went to God and said, look, if I'm going to be in another relationship, I need to be in a relationship with a man of God who actually is truly living according to what God says and his will. 
And because you can have people that say I'm a man of God and they still be doing some crazy stuff, right? And you mm -hmm. can have a person that say they're a man of God and they say, that's it. I know God, but they don't go to church. You know, they don't pray. They don't, you know, they don't do all these mm -hmm. other things that to me exemplifies what a, a praying man, a godly man should look like. Right. And, you know, knowing even though my father is now deceased, my dad and my uncle, Bishop Carl Jones, were the two men who always poured into me. But then mm -hmm. going through all of the stuff that I went through, one of the things that I said to Frank was, you know, I need you to fill this void. Mm. Yeah. You know, and he took it and he ran with it. He, I was like, look, and he'll tell you, I was like, I need you to pray with me every morning because my daddy used to do that, you know, and I didn't mm -hmm. have that in my past relationships because one, I was unequally yoked. Right. And two, I was always praying by myself. I was the one praying for us and covering us. But as I, when I was growing up, my dad always covered us or my uncle, it was always the men in our family. So I was, I was looking for that. So when I went to God, I said, this is what I need. And I was very specific about saying, I need you to make sure that I have a man of God in my life. Yeah. And it exemplifies what that looks like. But I didn't ask, you know, when <laughs> I didn't ask for the lead servant of the church. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what we need, girl. <laughs> yes, he does. He does. I'm, count, I'm counting on that, Felice. I'm counting on him knowing. Amen. <laughs> you know, you, you know, this is no question, God. Right. Yeah. I did. I was like, "Are you sure about this, Lord?" You know. Like, Are you sure about this? But you know, I humbled myself, and I was just like, "You know what? I'm just gonna walk this out. I'm gonna walk this out." And that was one of the things that really, really, that stuck with me about Frank. And then the fact that, you know, chivalry isn't dead. Mm. Come on, sister. <laughs> that too. You know, it's like you know. He opens the door, he pulls out my chair, and he, now it's become habit that I know the things that I should let him do. But initially, he'll tell you the struggle was real. It's like he'll pop my hand, uh -uh, let me open this oh, door. Let, so me glad. Walk, let me walk on the outside of you. You should be walking on the inside while I'm on the outside where the street is. You know, so mm. he was showing, he was amplifying those characters of, you know, being a gentleman. And what that yeah. shit looks like. And I wasn't used to that. I hadn't really received that all my life except for the men in my family. Mm. Wow. That's that's powerful because a lot it of is. times, you know, as women, we've become accustomed to just maybe receiving those things from the men in our family. But the the person that is our provider, we aren't expecting for them to do those things because in this culture, so much of that is lost. But Frank, yes. where did you get that from? You know, did that come from your family upbringing or did you just over time recognize this is how I want to honor women? This is how I want to honor my woman. Or was that something that you saw closely growing up? I didn't see it growing up because I didn't have uh, a father in the home. And most of the guys you go to church with, you know, once I was 15, gave my life to Christ, uh, I started paying attention in church. You know, I'm a church boy from the baby carrier to now. And mm -hmm. so I really gave my life to Christ at 15. Uh, I didn't grow up with a father. 
And most of the guys that uh, I was around in church, I didn't see them being that way. I think it's just me reading outside of scripture, uh, then taking it back to scripture to see that this is really, you know, scriptural type stuff like Christ loving a church, a man nourishing his wife like he nourishes his own flesh. Those are all biblical things from Ephesians. Yes, so I didn't. I didn't see that. That's just God's process of maturing me over a long period of time. So I don't I don't walk around thinking like, oh, I learned this. No, it's just over time. And then I think that everybody will eventually meet someone that will pull out of you everything that's in you when it comes to love. Oh, wow. You, know, you feel me? There's a person in the earth that can pull your level. And you won't think about this is embarrassing. I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to be mm -hmm. this. You won't think about. You'll just know what love is, and uh, yes. you'll do it. That is so over good. and over that and over is... and over. You'll do it, and you over won't get and tired. And you won't That's get weary. You'll just good. be like, "This is who God has created me to be," and I'm just gonna release all of that to her. That is so powerful, and and I so identified with what you said, Doctor Yolanda, because. You know, my um, having having stuff done for me is not my normal. So I essentially, I know when my king comes, I'm going to have to be meldable and flexible to create a new normal. You know, right now I'm pulling out my own chair and doing my own thing. Um, so I, I don't want to. I don't. I, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I was born to have doors open for me. I was born to be somebody's queen. So he, you know, I, I know he's in the shop right now getting some parts worked on and things like that. So he he can work with what God has created for him. So I, I'm, but I'm hearing what you're saying. And I'm like, you know what, when he gets here, I'm gonna have work to do too. Mm -hmm. You know, you That's can't right. just unwrap the package, take the bow off and play with the toy. That's there's work, you know, as a single woman of God, you, if you've been walking by yourself for a long time, don't get it twisted. You're going to have to let go of some stuff so that you can receive the gift that God's presenting you with. But if your hands are closed and you caught up in the, this is how I've always done it. Then how are you going to get what God has for you. So I, I really identified with what you said. I think that that's a strong message that women need to hear out loud. Um, he might've walked right past you because you had all these things in your arms right? and you weren't ready to receive him. Right. But, but Frank, I wanted to ask you too, you know, that's heavy. That is heavy. That's heavy. And especially from a man who pretty much, learned how to be that way from the other men in his life. And you, you cut your knee, you scraped your elbow a few times trying to figure stuff out. So that's a heavy thing to carry. Um, talk to us about what shaped Frank to be able to love like that yeah. now. I think uh, <clears throat> the thing that shaped me more than anything about love is growing up without a, without my father mm. you know and sometimes um the parent is not there we forget how much power they wield 
And, you know, even the child itself will be when my mother's loving me, my mother's caring for me, my mother's feeding me, my mother's clothing me right now. But in Mm -hmm. the back of a kid's mind, especially a a young boy, he's wondering, why is my daddy not here? Why do I never see my dad? I mean, growing Mm -hmm. up in life, I think I'm I'm 55. I saw my dad like five times in my life. Wow. Mm, so that shaped me because it puts this longing in your heart for mm-hmm. love. And, you know, and, it, and it, it puts that, it drives that engine and you look for it in people and you look mm-hmm. for it in relationships and you look for it in churches and you look for it in ministerial relationships. That's why mm-hmm. we have a lot of people in church now looking for a spiritual father or a spiritual mother. It's a driver inside of us where there are things we didn't get. But we had to balance that out and come at it correct. It just so happens that in this situation, I believe that love is uh, the release of God's heart through you to a person. Yeah. Yeah. And then mm, in my relationship good. with Yolanda, it's about me releasing God's heart for her as he's giving it to me. It just so happened to be that we're a kingdom exclusive romantic relationship. Yeah. That is so good. That is so good, Frank. So let me ask you this. Do you feel like um, being that you did not have a father in the home and you did Mm -hmm. not see, you know, uh, how a husband was supposed to love a wife and nurture his wife? Do you feel like just because you did not have that and it was something that you wanted to be able to do and long to be able to do that that directed you or it was it a situation to where you really had to learn how to be that person and you just use that foundation to build on it? No, I think when you don't have it, you're just hyper vigilant about it and you see it everywhere. It's kind of like when we were growing up, we'd sit on the porch in the projects and we'd play uh, uh, this car game where it's like when you see a car, you'd be like, that's my car. It'd be like, punch the person. That's my car. That's my car. And then usually if you're punching for Volkswagen, that's all you see is Volkswagen. And so in my case was because I didn't have a lot of that, I always looked for it. So wherever I went, if I saw an expression of love, it would it would capture me. Yeah, it would pull me in. It would pull me in in a movie. It would pull me in in a song. It would pull me in if I saw a couple, they were holding hands at the fair. I always have long for that type of thing. And so when my chance came uh, with Dr. Jerry, you know, I was going to take full advantage of it. I'm like, hey, God, you give me the alley. I'm going to give you the oop. I'm going to get it. We're going to get that. <laughs> like my baby said, you shot your shot. <laughs> I did my clip. Yes, I know that's right. Well, yeah. well, guess what? It wouldn't be fair for you not to answer that same question. You know, what right. was it? Right about Dr. J. I, t- I tease her, I'd say she's the original Dr. J, but what was it about this woman of God that, you know, drew her, drew you to her or drew her to you, however order you want to put it? Well, I think well, the I main think thing is, is I saw her through, I saw her through a, a mutual friend. A mutual friend. And I was looking at her and pictures. I was looking at her pictures. I was like, wow. And I was like, wow. But I wasn't looking but at I was pictures like she's pretty. Like, she pretty. That's obvious. That's obvious. Her hairstyle. Her hairstyle. But I saw her doing some work. Doing some work. Mm. And you know, teaching. And, you know, teaching. Sculpting people. Sculpting people. Building. 
building. Telling a story. Telling a story. So, so when I talked to her, talk most of my questions were, were around her work. Her work. And so, and so as we talk, as we talk, I began to see she was a deal. Now the wild now, thing, the is, wild thing is, is that same healing that, same healing that she was shooting she out the women. She was shooting it to she me. She was shooting it to me. Mm. So mm. she has been, like, has been like one of the most healing forces ever in my life. Ever in my life. That's so awesome. It's she so taught me how to you, 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 you can help people. You can disciple people. You can preach and teach the people. But that same word that you give out, you got to eat it yourself. You got to let it heal you too. Because I was always wondering why, uh, as I'm helping young men and young women that grew up fatherless or motherless, why I were hurt a little bit when I was doing it. Because my healing wasn't there. And even though God was using it to heal me, I wasn't letting him give me all the medicine. And she was one of the people that showed me, you know, like, you got to eat this too. So, That's so good. That yeah. is so good. I just noticed, um, Tanya, that my husband put a comment in about how yes, not having a father um really shaped him along the way to make him want to be a good father. And that's that's so powerful because so many of our black men, you know, are going through that. They're raised without fathers in the home. And you can see the the positive story of that. And then you can see, you know, the complete opposite where mm -hmm. people just tend to go with what they know. But I think it takes a really strong person um, growing up and then even into their manhood to be able to take those experiences and say, I'm going to do differently. And that mm -hmm. is definitely one thing I can say about, you know, my, my babe, Dr. Jerry. Um, he definitely, <laughs> he definitely, you know, he mastered that. And, but not only has he mastered it, what the thing that I can honor and respect about him the most is he still recognizes that he's in the learning process. So yes. when you bring something to his attention, it's always, you know what? Yeah. And you can start to see a different direction. And that's something that you can really honor and appreciate in a person, somebody that recognizes we're all still in the learning phase, even as parents, you yes. know, we're still, we're still learning and figuring it all out. Wow. So good. It's so good. And what I love, what jumped out to me is he fell in love with a woman of purpose. Mm-hmm. Not only were you a, a purposeful force in other lives, but because of what you do, not what you look like sounds like it was whipped cream with the cherry, right? right? But the cake, the actual cake, what you do was evident that it was for real because you started to heal him too. So that that to me is powerful because that's what lasting stuff is built yes. on. Mm -hmm. All that other stuff's gonna it's gonna fall away, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I also too, Frank, am that magical, wonderful number of fifty five. So you know, we we know some stuff, right? Been through some stuff. with that. That's right. Yes, yes. So you can know, I say something? Yes, you can, sir. I, I wanted to say this because I think this is important. And I think men around the globe should grasp this and, and recognize it. Like, wife is not just a title. Mm. It's a work in a man's life. Mm. Every man needs to be wifed. Just like every woman needs to be 
husband. And if we forget that, then we don't understand the purpose of God really bringing two people together. He wants a godly seed in the earth so that whatever is the fruit of those relationships is godly in the earth. But you got to understand that the person you're with is uh, a powerful person that is coming to play a work in your life. Like, for instance, a man can be satisfied with everything, but be satisfied with nothing at the same time. And one of the ways that God fixes it, he fixes it in the earth, is by giving him his own woman, his own wife, his own well to drink from, his own breast to satisfy him. It says, let her breast satisfy you at all times. There is something about the right woman in your life that brings satisfaction to you. And I think People forget that and guys forget that. But that's why you see guys always desiring women, but they don't want everything that comes with a woman. Because when she starts talking and she's bringing healing and she's bringing this feminine aspect of God that we call wisdom, a lot of guys don't want that. They want this. They want the soul and the body, but they don't want the spirit. That's so good, Pastor. <laughs> that Woo! is so powerful. But even just not, you know, with the men as women, we too also have to kind of sit back and listen to that and recognize what our roles are and what God mm-hmm. has us here to do for you all. That is so good. Now, Dr. Jerry, yes. you gonna have to let us know you know, with a man that has that part of it figured out, what as women can we do to stay in line with that and to nourish that part of their spirit and to pour into them the way that we expect for them to pour into us? Yes, Dr. Jerry, what do I need in my purse? Tell me what to put in my purse. Stop having that strong woman syndrome. Mm. You know, Mm. a lot of times people... And I'm going to just say, you know, us as women, we have such a strong sense about ourselves that we don't allow ourselves to go back to being vulnerable. And we feel like I don't need a man to help me pay bills. I don't need a man to, you know, do these things for me. But yes, you do need a man to do things for you. I mean, it's written in the word, you know, that God put men and women together for a reason. So you could be each other's support system. Otherwise, he would have just left the man there. You know, and he wouldn't need no woman, you know. So for me, it's just taking down that strong woman syndrome and say it's okay to be vulnerable in a space with a man. Once God sends you that man and say, I need to be his peace. Don't be heckling in his ear. Don't be taking what's happening in the street to him. He's already fighting on a battlefield for us every day. And granted, we are too, but a man should be able to come home and be able to lay his head down on your lap and just be there in peace. And sometimes it don't have to be no, no words said. Just let him just let whatever it is that he is has on him to be able to fall off while you sit there and you just caress his head or while you just pray over him and while you just talk nothing but peaceful words to him because they deal with a lot more stuff than we do. And some people don't see that. I can agree with that. And not only that, I think that it's so important, like you said, just to honor that, 
to be able to give him a place to be able to debrief in a safe place to know that he can come. That's really, really, that's so important. That's that's good stuff, Yolanda. Really, really good. It really is. It really is good stuff. I I, I want to take a quick second. I want to um switch gears a little bit because I want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that you guys are doing as a force because you've shared with us how powerful you are as individuals but you guys coming together is um scientific really <laughs> it's the makings of a bomb so talk to us about you know where where is this bomb exploding what what are some of the things that you guys are doing together either one of you can speak to that I'll let the, my lady go first. She's very versed in that. Oh, my goodness. Well, we talked, I mean, today we talk about love is power. The foundation mm -hmm. is love for us. And when you love God, you there's no, there's no doubt about showing and expressing your love for each other, but showing it even to the world. It's so much going on in this world right now. We need love. And I'm not just talking about love just in relationships, but just spreading love to other people. You know, it's just like I yesterday, I mean, and, and Frank knows I do stuff off the cuff sometimes. When it hit me, I need to put it out. You know, people love love. And if they see us loving on each other, that gives them hope. Even if they're not in a relationship, they'd be like, man, look, Frank is 55 years old. Yolanda is 45 years old. And look at them. They're in love. That gives other people hope. Yeah. And you know what? God's going to have he's going to send me my man, too. You know, God's going to see me, send me my woman, too. And we keep showing it. And not just that we we talk about relationships and how to cultivate healthy relationships. You know, once you have that relationships, we are very transparent about our growth in our relationship. And we even said that even in our mission, we're going to show you, you know, the good. But we're going to show you even the things that we encountered that may knock us off, but how we got back to where we needed to be. So by us being transparent and letting people know about our relationship and showing them this is how you grow, you know, we are not experts. And I'm going to put that out there. We are, we are far from being, and we will never call ourselves relationship <laughs> experts or relationship gurus, but we will say that we will show you how us growing can help you grow. Yeah. You know, the wild thing is we have uh, re relationship gurus in the world today, and they talk about relationships a lot, whether they are pastors or their life coaches, however they came to the party, they come to the party. But one of the things we got to be careful about is how people always try to warn us about people. And I always say you can't have a successful business that you never start. You can't have a successful relationship that you never enter into. You can't be a successful parent if you don't have any children. So sooner or later, you've got to engage life. Like I tell people, a turtle will never get anywhere if he doesn't stick his neck out. But we got so many people warning us about people like, watch him. He didn't do this. If he don't do this, then he can't be this. And if she don't do that, then she can't be that. You don't know till you, till you talk, till you actually engage. I, we want people to engage. We want people to talk. We want people to have conversations. But we tell them to do it with boundaries. Like, for instance, today, in this world, people go out on a date, right? And they're together for three, four days. The whole weekend, they never leave each other. I'm like, bruh, just take her to the movies. 
to dinner, take her back home, drop her off, and see her the next weekend. Talk to her during the week. You don't have to have, you don't have to spend the night. She doesn't have to spend the night. Just go on a regular date like your grandparents used to do. Or, you know, like, hey, I, I brought you some food, man. I, I know you work hard. I, I came by your job and dropped you something off. Or I came by your apartment. Now people go by people's apartments. That's thing you know, two days later, they got keys. Every time they wake up, they looking at each other. It's like, it's crazy. I'm like, just get back to simplicity. Courting. Okay. Courting. Yeah. That that's good. That's good. But I'm, you know, since you put that out there, that where my tea at. <laughs> so um, because you all are a, a powerful couple, uh, mm -hmm. you have a lot of people that you are influencing. There's a lot of eyes on you, and you're a spiritual couple, you're Christians, you're a pastor, but you both some beautiful, good-looking people, and you both really enjoy looking at each other and you can appreciate each other's physique. So other than Ooh, just open dating, the door, sister, open the so door, other sister. Other than just dating each other, give those of us, because I've been there, you know, as a single Christian, just really trying to stay on the plight of being saved and being single. What ways can people, what do you guys do to just try to keep the relationship as godly and unfleshly as possible? We'll put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you stepping out, out the room, sister? Or are you gonna give us your your? No, experience? I'm stepping in the room. I'm coming. Give in the it to me, honey. Because I got some single friends on here that need to hear this. When you allow, and I'm just gonna put it out there. I know we're supposed to remain godly, but this is one of the things that will damage a relationship before it starts. Is when you allow yourselves to be physically intimate with each other. Because now the focus and you know, now you don't share each other's bodies, you don't share this intimacy, and then lust takes over. It's no longer about mm. you and this person growing together, getting to know each other, because now it's just the body is desiring to be with this person. And it's not you emotionally connecting with this person. It's not you spiritually connecting with this person at that point. And for Frank and I, he already know one of the things that I said when we were entering into this relationship and he has no problem with me saying this is I do not want us to engage intimately physically until we get married. And until this day, we're not doing that. This is what has allowed us to continue to spiritually grow, emotionally stay connected and continue to deal with the little things that may blossom to big things. And I focus on a physical aspect. Because, I'm, again, I'm just speaking off of my experience. That is what got me into my past two marriages and my past two divorces. Is going into the relationship too fast and not yeah. learning about one another. Can I, I drop some on that? Let me drop. So, I, yeah, I believe, yeah, yeah. I believe that I never want. I never want my girl to go to God repenting about somewhere I took her before time. Oh, that's heavy. Yeah, that's don't, go, don't go to your daddy telling your daddy what I that you know, Frank. Uh-uh. But so I think that God's order is spirit, soul, and body. He gives you a spiritual connection, and then in time you begin to understand one another's mind, will, and emotions. And then mm -hmm. ultimately, after your nuptials, body. 
But you got to start in spirit because that's where you really begin to see, am I connected by God? It's hard to work backwards. And, you know, because I've been a pastor, I've seen guys be with girls. I've pastored guys and girls that were together and they've been home and they've been doing everything they wanted to do, which I tell people when you're engaging in the sex now, it's like driving drunk. You think you're driving in a straight line, but you're not. Come on. You're you all know where you're going. And then that I ain't said, your now, husband. You don't know where you're going. You just out going. there on now, the road. You know, she calling you hubby, the kids calling you daddy, and now you talking to me about, Come I don't know if I can do Pastor that. Because you done, you, done, you done went into the relationship backwards. You need to go in spirit, yes, soul, body, and then that, oh, God that's, so that. that's so good. Thank you for saying that because it, have you guys ever seen those commercials where they talk about the buzz? Because people are like, well, if I had one drink, I ain't drunk, right? I, I just have a buzz. And then they get in the car and they can't steer, but they, they only have one drink, right? Their vision is messed up. They're not, they're cognitively, they're off. They don't make good decisions. That's just one drink, right? So what makes you think if you take a sip of someplace you're not supposed to be, you're going to be okay? And what you said was so Felice. He said he don't want Yolanda to go to the father and say, look what Frank done made me do. Father God, Father God, look, he's so fine and... He did. He said this, and he smelt good, and, and and look what happened, God. Look, look what he made me do. That right there. That's good. But you know, I can tell you what I appreciate the most about that, sis, is that he said earlier that you know he wants to make sure that she walks in a certain position when they're walking next to each other. But that yes. just shows that not only does he want to protect her physically when they're out in public or wherever they may be he also wants to protect her spiritually and that's yes. what we have to look for when we're looking for mates is that people that are going to protect us spiritually not just physically not just our hearts not just emotionally but spiritually because that is the worst thing that we can do is lead each other mm. to spiritual detriment that is good pastor frank that that's good yes. one that time that's you did up. drop the mic. And, don't, and let, no, me, yeah. let me give you some more mic. Let me give you some more mic. Down, bro. I think that yeah. I think that healthy couples that love each other, there should be a healthy amount of sexual tension. She needs to know, I will. <laughs> he knows that she he needs to know I will. But at the same <laughs> time, they need to have you don't need to be with nobody that's giving you vibes like they're not even thinking about you. You know what I mean? But you'll get yeah. there at the father's time after you do mm -hmm. the things you're supposed to do you get the certificate you go have a ceremony and you make it official but i think there should be a healthy amount of tension there because it helps them to develop sexual discipline mm -hmm. and every couple needs that they need sexual discipline because your girl needs to know now i know i've seen him be what he needed to be with me so i know he can be out there in that world and be the same way and wow. vice versa. So, yeah, you just got to handle the fire. You'll be okay. So good. Just flirt with each other. You'll be all right. Okay. <laughs> just keep flirting and run to the car. Right. You're looking good in them sandals, girl. You're looking good in them sandals. Get on to the car quick. Time. I never seen such pretty sandals in my life. Yes, I understand. 
That is so good. One thing that I really admire uh, about you two that I've heard kind of repeatedly over the themes that you all have discussed is that you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable in a relationship. And I I think that that's what makes the best relationships, the most successful relationship are two people that come together that don't mind um, being vulnerable with each other and knowing each other's weaknesses and not only feeling like they always have to be the epitome of strength, but to let your man come and lay in your lap and just relax and debrief. And you might just hush and don't say nothing and that be okay. You know, that's that's Mm. good stuff. Yes, that's good. Yes, Doc, what you got? You go. I got so because I have to put this out there. You also have to make sure that if you are protecting your relationship and protecting your mate, you have to establish boundaries. So those people that used to be in your DM, you need to tell them you can't be in my DM. No, if you're committed to somebody, you can't be in my DM. No, you more. gotta get out. You gotta that's get it. out. You know, this person is a priority. And if that person continues to come, let your mate know. It's okay to let your mate know, look, I'm having some issues with this person over here. Because believe me, Frank, he'll go, he'll go check him. You know what I mean? But you should be secure enough in your relationship to know that your mate has your back. And you want to make sure that you're protecting your mate with those boundaries. Don't go running. And even if you have a, a disagreement, because those things happen. Agreements are healthy for a relationship. So let me make sure people know that agreements are healthy for a relationship. But don't go and run tell Uncle Bob, Cousin Joe, you know, your best friend every time y'all have an argument. Because now you get you paint this picture about this person, and that's all it was was an argument to them. You're painting an unhealthy picture to other people. And, and then that's you, got all other, they remember. you got other people in your relationship and in your business. When you tell one person, guess what? That person knows another person. That person knows another person. Yes. And and not only that, you know, our families are not usually as forgiving as we are. <laughs> so true. you open up a whole nother can of worms. Yeah, that's all they keep. Over disclosing, you know, yeah. what's going on uh, in your relationship. So true. And you know, mm-hmm. on the vulnerability piece, one of the things I would like to add is this right here. If you're you're with the person and you're trying to be all God is calling you to be, we have to recognize that God is at work in the relationship. Yes. Because he's at work in the relationship. Even if you look at the relationship in Ephesians 5, Paul talks about all this stuff and then he comes back and says, really, I'm talking about Christ in the church. Mm. So it's like That's verse 32. He says, really, I said all of this, but I'm talking about Christ in the church. And if you think about it, he talks about how the church will have blemishes, spots, and wrinkles. Yes. And how a man has the ability to love her like he loves his own flesh and not hate his own flesh. But it really gets down into the fact that if you're in a relationship with a person, that person is not going to be perfect. That person mm-hmm. will have things that they probably limp about their entire life. Like, I know for a fact that my lady has been through domestic violence. There will always be a piece of her that has that. Like Malcolm X said, you may not have raped the young lady when she was five, but if you marry her, you're going to have to help her get through it. Mm-hmm. And the same way she helps me with my abandonment issues, I'm going to help her with her issues. We might both limp, but we're going we're gonna to limp on them two legs together to get to the destination. 
That's so good. And couples think, that well, is. I come into this relationship and he going to be perfect and she going to be perfect. They're not. You're going to walk with a limp. It's going to be that way. And in, in some area, your partner is going to limp. And you have to be what they need in that area and vice versa. And if you can do that, you can make a great relationship. Amen. That's awesome. That is so you did Felicia, did you see what they did? We was talking, I was trying to take them to the projects, right? Not the projects where you live, but the projects they working on, right? Right. <laughs> they kept it right here with how to how to hold each other, how to respect each other, how to really be there for somebody in a relationship. All that has to happen first before you start walking down any other roads together. Right. True. And people One need to hear that. They need yeah, to they hear do. that right now. And in the projects yeah. that they have going on, people are following them. So they're going to be a part of the projects and what they have that they're seeing them doing. But people need to hear these things right now. They're single people that need to hear. They're married people. I'm married, been married for a long time. But some of these things we need to hear as a reminder. We need to hear them from a man of God to just remind ourselves how to position, you know, ourselves with mm -hmm. our mate and show them how to be the best version of themselves so that we can also be the best version of ourselves. Because mm -hmm. people have to know that when your heart is right towards your spouse, towards your partner, you're always going to be for their elevation, their ascension, their growth. You want to see them bloom where they're planted in everything. There's nothing that Yolanda does that I don't want her to win. If she needs anything from me, I'll find a way to make it happen, a way to do it, a way to create it, whatever it is. I look at her relationships outside of our relationship. We talk about everything because I want her to win. I don't want her to fail. And I think couples have to learn that the first couple God told them together to be fruitful, multiply, subdue, take dominion. He told them to do it together. He didn't say, Adam, you be the man and she's going to be a good woman behind you. It's like, no, nah, God blessed them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't like to recognize that the blessing is on the partnership. The blessing yes. is on the individual in the yeah. partnership. Yes. It's on the partnership. It's on the That's together. So good. That's so good. And, and Dr. Jerry never minces words when she talks about the work you have to do. You know, and I think that's why, honestly, from the outside looking in and as a single woman of God, I look at you guys and I say, you know, the evidence of the work is there. And that's when you'll see the fruit, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like Dr. Jerry was walking around with blinders on, not doing what she needed to do. She was pouring into others and trying to get better. And in the process, here comes along the perfect dress. I mean, it looks so good on it, a perfect dress, right? But she couldn't have gotten that dress if she was still carrying the weight from years of, you know, not working through trauma, not dealing with stuff. And you weren't about to wrap your coat around anything that wasn't presenting itself after all the work you did to get where you are. So the coming together, I think when the pastor, whoever he is, says that part about bringing the two to, I'm going to be a hot mess. So y'all probably want to sit me in the back where the guests sit. Right. We want you to let it out. We want you to scream it out. We want to have a wedding, we want to have church, we want to have a party, we want to have it all together, all mixed in one. We want people to say amen. Yes, sir, go with it. Hallelujah. We want it all. Let's have a good time. 
Yes. And I think you No, I know you will have that because your fruit is evident already and the ceremony hasn't even happened. You are, you're serving the Lord together and individually. You're bringing projects about that bring people together to grow and serve the Lord in unison. You're taking the curtains off of things that need to be revealed, you know, so that people can grow. Um, talk, talk about the, um, the church that you guys have built together and that project that you're sharing because so many souls are being impacted and you have a different style of how you do things. And I love it. Talk about that. Yeah, we just uh, really started kicking that in. I was kind of on hiatus when I, a sabbatical, when I met her, she kind of divinely disrupted everything. And so now we're starting to get to the meat and potatoes of it. You know, we're launching in March of 2022 in my old hometown. And so we've been building virtually online now. And so mm -hmm. the, the wild thing about it is I've never been in a relationship with someone like Yolanda that works. Like, I thought I was a hustler. Mm -mm. <laughs> she should have that hustler in her, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Sometimes oh, I want to open her back up, just pull them Duracell batteries out because she's <laughs> all quick. She is relentless. But, you know. We've all seen time, that side of her. Yes, Lord. She has added so much to me systems things that i never even thought about that has made you know me as a person saying this is my last time planting uh, i usually plant i'll stay there a few years and then i'm gone this time i'll i'll plant and i'll be there in my hometown and uh, i'll be there till I'm probably about 70 and then i'll just i'll just start being like a more of a pater father figure in that fellowship but yeah it's like i won't be a lead pastor anymore but she has been such a incredible force for good and in connecting me with people like lee and other people we've just been building this team and it's just been it's been crazy it's been a different type of plant because of her being in my life so i'm excited about it she a little Dr. bit she a little bit she a little bit crazy now <laughs> Well, look, everybody got to have a little cuckoo. You, know what I'm you don't get that much wisdom without a little bit of cuckoo, pal. A little bit of cuckoo, yes, ma'am. Got a little bit. Yes. The whole circle is, Frank. Have you noticed the whole that whole circle that surrounds her is just a little bit of I think it's the Gulf Coast. I think it's the Gulf Coast. <laughs> I, I'm not down there, and I got my fair shake. Right, <laughs> You so know, where you had, as a matter of fact, Frank. So, and she still got a, she got a little bit of cray cray in her. Mm -hmm. Yes, I believe it. Jean, Jean said it's called drive. Hello. Yes, yes, Jean. It is <laughs> called right. drive. It's called overdrive. It's called nitrous. <laughs> and we sometimes I tell that. her, I'm like, look, it's ten thirty. I ain't doing no work tonight. I'm going to bed. I ain't doing no work tonight. I don't worry about that right now. Hit me in the morning. Hey, Brenda and Dr. Nicole, they all know everybody, Doc, uh, Jean, Coach Jean Turner, they all done had a little bit of me, so they know. Right. Mm -hmm. had a little bit of me, so they know the drive is all for a good cause and a purpose. Right. Uh, I mean, no harm. I mean, no harm. <laughs> she, means, she means no harm. And you know what? When the both of y'all are sitting on that rocking chair, looking out over the water, maybe working on a chapter in your next book. Mm. You're going to look back on these days when you had your head in the grind and you were serving and, and all of that nonstop and be like, thank you, Father God. Right. Thank you for keeping me. 
while I was in my cray cray so I can walk out the purpose that you gave me with the person that you gave me. So I'm excited about that for y'all. That that's what I that's what I thrive to have, you know. So Absolutely. you just keep Absolutely. on doing what you're doing. Even Chris, Daddy Gilliam said, you know, he's becoming a better person because of the person that he's linked arms with. He's made him a better better father and all of that. So it's power. Love is power. It is. And but keep, the, keep, the, keep the fire lit. Don't, 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 don't put the fire out. Okay. I'm gonna just keep keep the fire lit. So that's true. what happens with people in a relationship. They get so comfortable. Yes. Sometimes you got to nudge your partner, be like, "What are we doing?" Because I mean, Frank would do it to me. He's like, "Uh, we need to watch a movie or something." You know, but you, right. you got to, you don't want to get too comfortable. You know, be like, "Okay, well, we need to go on this day." Like, if we because we in long distance relationships, we have to be extra. You know, to keep mm -hmm. ourselves where we need to be. But when we in person, I'm telling you, it's like nonstop. Like, I'd be like, "Come on, let's go take a walk at the park." You know, or whatever. Like twelve days into three days. Right. That's amazing, though. Well, speaking the of that fire, before we wrap up, um, Pastor, I want you to tell us a little bit about my walk past hell from the male perspective, because you guys have that book coming out soon. Yes. And what is it like to actually be a part of this project with your woman as the visionary, and you opening up and being so well. transparent? Uh, tell us a little bit about my walk past hell, the men version of it. Well, I'm I'm a little bit scared about it, you know. It's just funny because <laughs> your cray cray gonna uh, start coming out while you no, talking no, no, about it. Is, no, honestly, <laughs> what it is is you have uh, these men that are coming together to tell their story, and seldom do men really do that. And so now you're getting all these guys coming together and telling their stories, and they're gonna talk. I'm just, I'm leery about what is going to happen once this is dropped in the earth, because I think it's going to be an explosion of healing. It's going to be an explosion of men talking about how they really feel in relationships. I think all kinds of stuff, it's going to be a door opening like never before. And I think yeah. uh, to me, when I look at it, I'm like, "Woo, are we ready? A movement is really what happen. it's about. This. I'm excited mm -hmm. though. Movement. But we mm -hmm. got to come back about the LDR. Look, Gene was like, "Where did I miss? Did I miss that?" <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying they skipped that part. What happened? How's that work? Yeah, I want. That's a I great question. It. I love it. You like the long distance thing, huh? I like the long distance thing we have because it, it kept us from rushing everything we wanted to do. We really had to take a Polaroid and shake it and let it develop. We couldn't rush it. We couldn't be at each other's house every day, all day, all night, watching movies, watching TV, eating together. Uh, we couldn't do it. We were just like, hey, we got to make the most of this time. And then I got to go back and attend to the things I got to attend to yeah, and vice versa. So it gave us time to really grow, talk, learn one another, speak to one another. And it's been it's been actually a blessing. And, you know, it made us even think about partnerships and relationships and how they can really work. So we, I love it. I love it. And I miss her all the time, every day. But I know it's like it's, it's a governor on our relationship. There's a governor on it. And God won't let us go over 55. Because he knows if I was down there, I'd be trying to go 65, 70. That might, the testimonies we had today might not be our testimonies. <laughs> 
<laughs> Amen. We appreciate the truth in you. <laughs> that is so good. That is so good. And and you know we you know how we are here at Arise and Shot. Felice, it's just been so awesome having you next to me. We we miss B, but she was like, oh my God, yes. Felice is going to be amazing. And yes, you have been. This conversation has yes. been awesome. It really has. I'm just, just so grateful because I knew you guys were coming with the truth to share today. Even if mm-hmm. you had to blush just a little bit, Pastor Frank. You know, you... <laughs> Let me get that so, beard, baby. Let me get that beard. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I did, I want, I'm going to put it in the chat because I definitely want it to be talked about. Um, I want you guys to go look into this and I'm glad you brought it up, Felice. The reason I I brought you up is because you, you like, you've been doing this for a while now because you know when to kick it to certain things and come on now. I think I see a show in your future, sis. Let's go. Let's it's, go. It's so funny that you say that. So this honestly is my first time being a co-host. And I'm so thankful to Tanya for giving me this opportunity. But like we talked about a little earlier, um, one of all of our mutual mentors, Kern Crockett Cherry, is one of the visionaries that has brought all of us together. And that's such a blessing. Yes. But she also brought me to an amazing person, Dr. Nicole Peters. And through her, a couple of us on this very show today are actually going to be launching uh, shows in the very near future. So we're really, really excited about that. The title of mine is going to be Be the Light with Felice Kelly Gillum. And we are going to just really dig deep into how to find your internal light, share, share stories of miracles and of triumphs so that we can all recognize how to be the best version of ourselves and bring the light in this world that's filled with so much darkness. So I'm so excited about that. If anyone is interested in being a guest on my show, I think Tanya put our contact information in the chat, please reach out to me. We would love to have you on the show. Yes, I want you guys to reach out to everyone you see in front of you because as I always say, I'm one of the weird ones. I'm one of the real ones. And so I'm grateful to God that he puts real people around me. Um, I want you to win just like everybody here. So I, I don't have an issue with sharing your stuff and helping facilitate that. I want everybody to get what God has for them. And guess what? We're, we're all coaches. We're all advisors. Um, but somebody can, we can all four of us say the same sentence and it sound different to the other people that are listening. And they could be, oh my God, I've been waiting for Pastor somebody like Pastor Frank to help me find my way. I'm struggling mm-hmm. in this area. And he's walked He walked past hell for that specific thing that I am in hell for right now. Mm -hmm. And I need to connect with him. Who is Tanya Blackwood to keep you from that? Right? So I'm always going to put people just like me and not like me in your face. You need to realize that God has an assignment for you, not just for the four of us here, but for you specifically. And you need to be open to receive it. And he might send it to you in the wrapping paper you didn't even imagine 
it being wrapped in. That's right. So you have to be open to receive that. Uh, Dr. Nicole Peters is, um, she's an underground railroad visionary. Yeah. And my arrogant twin. That's my arrogant twin. That's the yes. other part of crazy right now. That's the other part of, yeah. Yeah. Other part of crazy. And we both from Louisiana. So now what? Help <laughs> us. Yes. That's so, so true. Look, yes. I mean, Karen, Dr. Nicole, and far be it to put, I, I want Arise and Shine to be in the place that people have been mightily blessed coming on the show. It had nothing to do with me and Benicia. It just had to do with God's grace and timing. And so being a vessel for that, these women that I have in my life and now pastor, the infamous blushing pastor, Frank Henderson, Henderson in the house, That's right. um, you know, when God puts you at a table with people that are unexpected or people that you never thought you would sit at a table with pay attention. Yeah. Pay attention. Don't, it doesn't mean you have to take, you don't have to eat everything. You may not like squash. Leave the squash alone. True. Have the mashed potatoes and the gravy and the turkey and leave the squash. You don't have to eat it all, but pay attention because God doesn't put you anywhere without cause, reason, and intention. Mm. So mm. I hope that you've enjoyed today. We started out on a mission to talk about power is love. And I think that we have more than accomplished that because I've taken away some, some great things from this union right here, um, the union of two and the union of four. Um, there's some things I'll show you on video on the way out. So please stay with us. I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to stop the flow and show you any video. <laughs> that was the plan, but I just couldn't do it. This was too good. Wow. So I will play some stuff on the way out, but I do want to uh, give our guests the final word. I want each of you to share something that's on your heart or what you'd like to leave these folks with is we, we're just going to give you the screen um, and I'll, I'll give it to you together so you can both be up there together. Me and Felisa step down and you just, just talk to the people. Yeah. I love right. it. Ladies first, babe. Sorry, that mean gonna come off of me. Dang, see, look, you see that? We in sync there. But I really just want to say that um, since the topic of the show was love is power, it truly is when you have that person that's truly for you and value you. Yeah. You know, um, and the other thing is, remember, when you're in, in a relationship out of love, remember, love is easy. It's only as hard as you make it. And if you're not growing together, because I'll tell you right now, I'm not the same person I was 10, 10 years ago. I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago. Same thing happens in a relationship when you're with somebody. You're going to continue to grow together. So five, 10 years from now, we are going to be even higher in our relationship and have grown so much that we're going to probably look back even at this this show right here and laugh and be like, man, look where yeah. we were at and look right. where we are now. So right. just remember right. that relationships, you're always going to be learning about each other. So embrace yeah. it. 
embrace it for real. And what I'd like to say about it is that I thank God for you, babe. I thank God that he brought you into my life. It's not like I've, I've got this great ability to pick out people or anything. It's just divine providence. It's God being sovereign. It's him bringing people together that need to be together. It reminds me of how, you know, Ruth was a, uh, uh, a person that had lost her husband mm-hmm. and decided to go with Naomi and go to back to Jerusalem and ended up meeting Boaz. And then next thing you know, she's in the history books and mm-hmm. she's talking about how, you know, in the lineage of Christ, the lineage of David, everything, all because of a decision. And, you know, it's because divine providence has a way of putting you where you need to be. And, you know, when I was in Bible school, they used to say, how do you know that you are where you are supposed to be? And the the answer to the question was, it's because you're there. And God has a way of just leading you, putting you where you need to be. I thank God that uh, I saw you on Facebook and that I had enough sense to just tag you in something. And we ended up having some conversations and where we are today, I would have never imagined and what God would do through us by us just being who we are i'm amazed at it i don't i have no idea to fathom to even think about how our life would turn out but i do know it'll be so kingdom so explosive so empowering for us and others and as long as we learn those things that we need to learn and be what we need to be i think we're going to be all right i appreciate miss tanya and felice for having us today it's been an honor just to rock out with y'all i always um to be on my best behavior around your friends and stuff. So that's right. That's thank right. you all so much for loving us and uh supporting us. Like, we think it's really big. And I think no matter how arrived people think they are, we all are just like uh hot butter when it comes to being loved and supported and we need that. So thank y'all so much. We love you. All right, right. You are so welcome. Yes. We're so blessed to have you on here today, right, Felice? Absolutely. Absolutely. We love you guys. Yes, it was great to rock it out with y'all. It was awesome to rock it, rock it out with you, Sister Felice. Yes, I enjoyed you, sis. Always a pleasure. Great. Well, you guys, um, usually, you know, the show after the show and the show before the show is usually crazy good, too. But um, I want to respect your time. So I'm going to put you in the green room. And we'll catch up with you. Felice and I are going to say goodbye and put the video outtakes on and, and just bless our folks. You guys come back and see us next week. Thank you for all the love that you are sharing with us right now. It's coming from left and right. And um, we try to bring you the best every weekend. So we will be back next Saturday with some extraordinary guests and, and have some extraordinary conversation again. Um, We love you, be good, and all that jazz. There's a couple of events. Let me say this before we go. There's a couple of events that are coming up that are amazing events. One is on Wednesday. Um, Dr. Nicole has organized this amazing event. Uh, Let me make sure that I get every name. Well, no, I'm not going to list the names, but the title alone snatch back your power of love love is never abuse y'all need to look for that on the 27th at five to nine eastern time on amazon roku 
the Believe in Your Dreams Network. Look, we're coming out the box swinging, y'all. Okay, Dr. Nicole is going to be on there. My sister Felice and Dr. Jerry, we're all going to be on there. And my title is, excuse me, but that's not yours. So come in here, come in. I don't know if y'all want to release your titles, but I'm telling my title now. That, excuse me. That's not yours. So if you want to find out what's not yours, I suggest you show up. Right. Um, and what about this other event tomorrow, Dr. Elon? I'm going to put that video on. You want to say something before I put that on too? Yes. Tomorrow we are having the fifth year anniversary of the Gulf Coast Gospel Music Awards. It will be aired on tomorrow at 4 p.m. You can watch it. Uh, locally on CW and Fox along the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And you can also tune in on their Facebook page, Mississippi uh, Gulf Coast Gospel Music Awards. So uh, it'll be streaming live there as well. But I'm excited, you know, to be able to uh, see all of the honorees and and listen to all the good gospel music. And just it was a wonderful celebration. Yeah, I can't wait to watch. And we also have sister leaders. We Sister leaders, that's coming. What days? What's the dates on those? That show? Well, that's the, the Sister Leaders Conference is at the end of the month, uh, October 29th to the 30th, and that is uh, the by the visionary Dr. Karen Hills Pruden. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna play all of that on the way out, y'all. You be blessed. Have an amazing weekend. That register for the Sisters Leaders Conference. It's free, y'all. Register. It's going to change your life. Okay? And I'll see y'all soon. See you next Yes. Love you. Love you. Let's go ahead and get this on so you can see what's coming at you. Letitia Cotton Enterprises presents the fifth annual Gulf Coast Gospel Music Award. Hosted by Krista Overby, Jamel Strong, Bishop Samuel McGill III, and red carpet special guest appearances by comedian C. Richard Dorsey. With performances by some of the nation's up-and-coming artists. Join us as we honor Pastor Ken Braxton, Yvonne Matthews, Cornelius Edwards, Evelyn Turntine A.G., Ray McGee, and the Anointed Page Sisters. Sunday, October 24th, 4 p.m. Central on Fox, the CW, and streaming on our Facebook and YouTube social platforms platforms sis great work oh, today so good yes you, so you good. are such a rock star did you see your daddy all proud of you did you see that did you did you oh see that's it? my mama <laughs> oh, oh you know i read that the way i wanted yeah well the name could be unisex the name could be unisex i wasn't even yeah. looking at the picture but mommy's proud of you that's that's great too yeah, Lord. that's my mommy. My dad and I do All right, y'all. We're going to head out. I'm going to play another video, and we, and we will be done. Felice, I just had to come back on real quick and say thank you, sis. Oh, I love no. You, thank you, love. I appreciate you so much. It was a great, great show. Thank you. Take it easy. I'll see you soon. Bye. Join us for the Sister Leaders Conference this October 29th and 30th. We have four powerful keynote speakers. Increase your visibility through advertising in the Sister Leaders magazine. And we have an anthology that is packed with the who's who in female leadership. Look us up. 
sisterleadersconference.com. I think that's it, huh? I think we're done. <laughs> mm, love you, sis. Bye, honey. <laughs>